Welcome to part three of a store walk. Let's talk dairy and refrigerated. What a cool get it, department in which to differentiate your store. Please do not just call it a dairy anymore. How's that for step one? There's so many people looking for dairy alternatives. Just call it the refrigerated section at the back of the store because that's where it usually is. The storage cooler is refrigeration. All the stuff that makes refrigerators refrigerate. It's just easier to put them at the perimeter of the store. Go through a few sections and see what we can find. Start with yogurt. Probably the hottest refrigerated category in the last few years. The health benefits are enormous and most people are recognizing the value of the positive bacteria in your gut. Kind of like kombucha. And yogurt tastes pretty good. Not like kombucha. Same benefits are also seen in cottage cheese, but yeah, yuck. Stick with yogurt. Let's split it a little more. We can call the sugary dessert yogurt what it is. It's a sugary dessert. Don't fool yourself into thinking you're helping yourself by downing a few danimals. Just, you know, go eat a pie. Same thing. Move over into the regular cultured yogurts, and that's where we see the growth. Not in normal yogurt, but Greek first. Maybe made by a non-Greek company in upstate New York. Greek is about as Greek as a pickle. But it does have extra protein does provide health benefits, and there are some packages that try to limit the sugar. All in all, the benefits probably outweigh the sugar. With growth comes competition, so along comes Siggy, a real Icelander making real Icelandic skier. Skier describes the process which makes the product even thicker and even better for you. It's skier, not yogurt. A slew of skiers have been seen as success. Add to skier additional methods of producing a cultured dairy cheese or milk product like Australian yogurt, and you have a growth category. The category is a force to be reckoned with. Next in line with growth kind of happened around the same time. It's the explosion of milk alternatives. Making soy milk used to be kind of fringy, but now soy is front and center and joined by hemp and almond and a whole bunch of ways to make something taste like milk without being milk. The poor little cow has been squeezed out to about 50% of the category it invented. I guess you could say it had to move over to make room. Or was that utterly not funny? Would it be move me to move? Anyway, one thing to keep in mind, both in the stores and at home, don't give milk a warm welcome. Get it into the refrigerator. Cheese is next in line. The thing about cheese is that it's kind of boring. Talking about cheese in the refrigerated dairy section, where it took off is in the deli section. At some point, the grocers need to come to a conclusion as to how not to have cheese in multiple locations. The best way to get a customer to trade up is to put the unique items next to the top sellers. At this point, the unique items are handled by the deli, while the top sellers are handled by the dairy department. But having said that, the hottest segment in cheese follows the trend everywhere else. Look for healthier products like grass-fed or organic Eggs. The best growth in eggs is, say it with me, organic, cage-free, healthy, omega-added, etc. If you get anything out of this book, it's that we are becoming a healthy world. As more is learned about what these manufacturers have done to our bodies with their red dyes and nitrates and salt and fat, the more the backlash is palpable. It's a great trend and we should embrace it. The rest of the refrigerated section has been pretty stable. Butter is trying to be healthy with grass-fed, real butter, taking the yellow coloring out, etc. Cookie dough was hot for a while, but eaten cold, and has stabilized. Biscuits in the south, dips, etc., all are pretty steady. And the last major section in the refrigerated case would be orange juice. Poor, poor orange juice. 
had such a great run, such an aura of healthiness, until somebody analyzed it, found a ton of sugar, found that processing fruits kind of takes most of the goodness out of them, found that companies were taking subpar juice from chili, and uh, mixing it with a little Florida, just to call it Florida, found that companies would take the idea of orange juice and bastardize it like Sunny D. Sunny D should be banned. Just sugar. On your way out, take Arnold Palmer and Arizona tea with you. It's just disgusting the way companies have tried to describe themselves into seeming healthy when they're just junk. Are you listening, Odwalla? Orange juice is not a wagon upon which to hitch your horse. All right, let's talk a little bit about frozen. I'm actually not going to say a whole lot about frozen foods. Why not? Well, everything in the freezer is a replication of something you can find elsewhere in the store. So it holds for desserts. Holds true for frozen desserts. What holds true for juice? Holds true for frozen juice. What holds? Okay, yeah, I guess you get it. Let's talk about two major categories that are the most popular in the frozen food section, pizza and ice cream. Yeah, say pizza and ice cream, you have a party. Let's talk about the pizza first. Not much to say, except pizza has been and remains an all-around incredibly popular food, snack, breakfast, hangover remedy, you name it, pizza rocks. On this one, the big challenge is to make sure customers buy enough to always have some on hand. Because if they don't have it on hand when the pizza monster strikes, yep, they order it from that big bad delivery guy who takes $3 worth of ingredients, cooks it for you in 8 minutes, and charges you $12. Or they make it a little bigger, pair it with a Coke and some wings, and ding you for 50 bucks. Why do we do it? Because everyone loves the pizza guy. So make sure you constantly have stock up sales on pizza so it's there when they want it. Plus, you know what I'm going to say. Make sure you're in the business of healthy brands or versions like Amy's Organic Pizzas, Newman's Own, Thin Slice, Clean Ingredients, etc. It's a trend. Now, what about ice cream? First, no, it's not available in the rest of the store. So the frozen aisle has kind of a monopoly on ice cream. It melts everywhere else. So what's been going on in the world of ice cream? It just won't die. Back when sales lag, something like Halo Top comes along and takes the premium aspect to another level of premium. It's crazy. One point, Halo Top, because it promises a better production method and more protein, was selling for $4.99 for a little container. $4.99. So you have everything in ice cream. Big buckets for parties. Little containers for when you break up. Regular containers for after dinner. Novelty. Novelties to have around during summer. It's all there. Everyone knows ice cream is mostly unhealthy. They don't care. If you want to be healthy, don't eat it. But it's good stuff. YOLO. Only live once. One thing to keep in mind, if you're out of vanilla, you're out of ice cream. Keep vanilla in stock. The other trends in frozen food, frozen berries section took off at the same time as the slushy blunder craze took off. So that was a nice little bump in sales. And for the most part, frozen berries still maintain their healthy goodness and are an excellent healthy choice. Just don't add sugar or yogurt or something. Add bananas. Nature's perfect snack. Appetizers, sure, they have a nice niche around the holidays, but most people see them as a salt-laden junk food. Well, except pizza rolls. Pizza rolls. Nature's perfect snack. Let's move on. I need a beer. One of the hottest sections in the store the last five years has been the beer section. Almost all growth has been in the craft segment. The regular domestic category still sells well. It's not really trending up. Nice and stable with some decline. The good thing is that most of the decline has been made up and then exceeded by the sales of craft beer. This segment has been on fire until trending a little bit lower lately. 
It's an industry full of entrepreneurs, cool beer masters, unique flavors, and tons of alcohol. So let's talk about craft beer. First, it should be about 50% of your cold beer case. You should no longer think of craft beer as that little segment that can sit on the warm shelf to be chilled at home. Don't do it. It needs to be cold and ready for consumption. If you're in this category like a brewer who went into brewing your own, you might want to read this. It's time to make some money. The guy is getting bought out by AB InBev and Constellation and SAB Miller are winning the lottery. And with the capital from these big guys, they can keep on not making any money until you disappear. It's a good time to start making some money. Okay, so let's talk about trends and types. Hottest trend by far has been India Pale Ales or IPAs. They just connected. Sometimes something just connects, and that style did. And then brewers kept adding alcohol, and it kept selling. In fact, the alcohol content, ABV, or alcohol by volume, got so high, they had to take it down to 4%, 5%, and call it a session beer. As in, you can drink more than one in a session and not be plastered. IPAs are not really slowing down, and although the ABVs look like they're taking a turn down to something a little more handleable and maybe a little less caloric, the trend right now is the Deuce Bomb, New England IPA, Hazy IPA, this unfiltered, that kind of stuff. People love to play with IPAs. Put a bunch of hops in a drink, work your tail off to hide the hops with citrusy flavors, go figure. Watch out for American Pale Ales as well. Other types, yeah, they're cool as well. Stouts, the big alcohol bombs are great for limited time only releases. Seems like you just need to name them something dark and gothic. Say you only made a little and people line up to get their hands on it. Pilsners and lagers still doing well. Kind of boring to people, but still a large portion of the business. Seems like as long as you have a seasonal offering, a limited offering, a base offering available all year, and then try new things like rosé and sours, you'll be okay in this section. Just remember this is a fickle and experimental customer. They like to buy a beer by the type they drink and not necessarily by the brand, so keep that in mind in your assortment. As soon as they like a brand, they hate it. Keep it moving in and out so the experimenters can move around and try new things. Oh, and by the way, craft beer drinkers love samples, events, meeting the brewers, beer shows, etc. Be involved with where these drinkers are and you'll be successful. What about the center store? This is where the tonnage happens. The perimeter of the store is where the excitement and theater and the fun stuff happens, but the center is still around 60% of your business. Protect the center store. A few things about center store in general. First, don't fool yourself into thinking you can charge more then the low price operators just because you do a lot in the fresh departments. It doesn't work that way. Nobody thinks they should pay more for canned tuna because you offer a fresh seafood department. That mentality has left the business. Make sure your pricing is kept up. In fact, run your loyalty card numbers and you'll see customers caught on before you did. If you're a traditional retailer, there are a ton of customers that come to you for their produce and meat and seafood and then go to price operators for their center store purchases. Go ahead, run the numbers. I'll wait. Oh, you're back. What did I tell you? They figured it out, didn't they? It's not that they are all going to Amazon, which is a popular thing to say, certainly. It's that you force them to go to Walmart and all the rest who kept center store pricing in check. And guess what? While they're there, they check out the produce department. They buy some packaged meats. They leave you. They leave you because you got fat and we're happy with the high margins you're making in center store. Okay, enough on pricing. Let's talk about some of the trendy categories. Where to? Well, let's spice it up a bit. Spices are on fire. And not just spicy spices, all of them. Part of the healthy and cooking kick, customers have realized that spices are pretty darn good for you. An informed customer is using turmeric for anti-inflammation, using cloves for digestion, using cayenne for metabolism. The list goes on. For a long time, the only spice growth was in that $1 junk sold at dollar stores. 
put a bunch of subgrade powder in a large canister, you have a growth trend. Luckily, even the dollar stores figured out that was the wrong way to go. See, the beauty of the spice category is there is so much variety. So keep up with the variety, keep up with the health food sites, keep up with social media where people talk about how they cook. This category is going to be on fire for a while. Another hot category, how about tea? Yep, another healthy item on fire, kind of catching on. Tea and its health benefits is rocking. And once again, the variety seems to have no end. Think of how informed the customers are today. Most people used to just know black tea. Now they look for green, white, chai, green, matcha, chai white, orange, pu'er, and on and on and on. Keep expanding this section. It's not stopping anytime soon. Add to it the traditional big brother of tea, coffee. And the hot beverage section is hot. Coffee's not slowing down. It has been a great trend for years now. Ever since the K-Cups came out, it took the customer's yield per package down while increasing the price. It's kind of what marketers do. Coffee section has been a positive trend for the last five years. Other positive trending categories in the center store, you guessed it, all related to healthy eating. Olive oils. You should really see some of the beautiful olive oil sections out there. Vinegar, apple cider anything, chia seeds, hemp seeds, ancient grains like quinoa, Black rice, whole wheat in anything that was previously bleached, white, flour-oriented, sprouted grain bread, energy drinks. Yes, not always healthy, but they are selling dark real chocolate, nutritional bars, and international treasure hunt foods, all related to the overwhelming health trend that is not slowing down. Customers want to have simple ingredients in their food. Plus, they want to target ailments with foods that are proven to help. Naturally improving health through food is the future all while taking out garbage additives that have caused most of our illnesses. Well, downtrends, the other side of the sword. The day of reckoning is here for those food producers who kept cheapening their food ingredients and adding addictive substances, all to make an extra dollar or two. Should I name them? Bad time to be working for Coke or Pepsi, or at least on the sugary drink side. At least they were both smart enough to uh, diversify. Unfortunately, though, where they diversified is only better for you when compared to Coke or Pepsi. Gatorade. Gatorade, just stop drinking it. Those dyes are killing you. Salt and sugar and dye. Tropicana orange juice, we just talked about that. Coconut water is really the best move made by Pepsi and Coke. Other downtrend categories, flour. Poor flour. After all this goodness of grandma's cooking, we all found out that bleached flour has zero nutrients. Throws your glycemic index haywire and is pretty awful for your body. That's carried over to bread. Wholesome, hearty bread. Whoop. Yep, it's full of sugar, high fructose corn syrup, bleach, flour, and gluten. And once again, spikes your glycemic index, which is your blood sugar, like crazy. Want to keep going? Anything dessert is down, like cake mixes, brownie mixes, sugar, frosting, candy, etc. Cereal has exposed to be, once again, bleached flour, high fructose corn syrup, sugar, modified materials you wouldn't feed your enemies. Cereal is hurting big time. All juices are following the same trend as orange juice. Customers have been enlightened as to the added sugar content of juices. If you drink juice, you might as well drink a Coke. Same thing. Please stop downing entire cans of Arizona tea. The can is listed as 2.5 servings on a nutritional label solely, so you'll take a quick glance and think it's not that bad. No one stops halfway through and decides they'll finish it later. And the rest, ketchup has been revealed as a high fructose corn syrup bomb. Ritzes, Pop-Tarts, same thing. Breakfast bars, pancake mix, syrup, hot chocolate, potato chips, tortilla chips, pretzels. And those who act like they're healthy and aren't, like veggie straws, should be thrown off the shelf. There's no way that product should be allowed to act like it has any relationship to a vegetable. Ready to leave and head home? 
that's pretty much our walk through a store. I hope you've enjoyed all three parts of this. It was intended to provide some insight, maybe a little humor, some direction on category management, shelving, an intense look at how customers are demanding a total revolution in our stores in regards to health and wellness, and maybe even some ideas to increase sales if you're in the business and wondering how to drive up customers. So that's it. Hope you enjoyed it. Talk to you later.